Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. And we say good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. And Lord, we thank you for this morning, this new day, this new opportunity that you have given us so that we can seek you afresh, that we can look at our existing relationship with you and work further, take our next steps towards it. And it is you who lead us towards it. It is you who direct our paths there when we surrender ourselves to you, when we acknowledge your presence at the start of this day. And you yourself give us this opportunity for communion that we can be with you in your presence, in the spirit joined to you as one spirit. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for your mercy for us that you renew every single day. We thank you that you're ever willing to pour out grace. That we can have another opportunity and have another try at all those areas where we failed thus far. Where we failed to live up in faith. And you teach us another lesson of our faith today. We thank you, Lord, that you are doing a new thing today. You open our eyes to new revelations that you pour into our hearts from your word. So that when we reflect on that and compare it with our life, then you give us things, ways, means, mechanisms that we can apply in our personal circumstances to rise above limitations, to rise above thinking in the flesh, to rise above sinfulness, and to walk into your path of light, your path of holiness, your path of abundance, your path of dominion. And the peace and joy that you pour into our hearts, Lord, this morning we share with all those that are part of this prayer meeting and praying family. We share it with Christians everywhere that do not yet know you, with all those that do not want to know you. We share it also, Lord, with all those that we are lifting up at our altar of prayer and those that have no one to pray for them. And as we offer our faith to stand in that gap, Lord, we call on your name. The name of our Maker, our Creator. The name of our Father. The Great I Am. The Lord of Lords. The one who makes the parched land a pool of water and dry land or the thirsty land into springs of water. The one who blots out all our transgressions, casts them behind his back and remembers them no more. Who is ever merciful and slow to anger. And that is what we will touch on again in today's session as well when we look at our reflection for today. And we pray in the name of of your son Jesus, the one who came to introduce that mercy, the one through whom grace was released for us, and he paid the price on the cross, the one who came to show us the way to victory, so that when we study what he has given us, his path, his life that he demonstrated as living proof of how to live by the word of God, when we copy that lifestyle, then we are able to make our way prosperous and then we are able to have good success just as Joshua 1.8 says. He is the way, the truth and that life that he came to give. He is the bridge to the Father and he is the door. The only door. And we pray in the name of his spirit. The spirit of the living God, the spirit of Jesus, the spirit of truth, the spirit of freedom for where he is, there can no more be bondage. He comes to release. 
He is the one who changes the times and the seasons. And he has given to us to tabernacle within us, to live within us, within our body. That this body which was given to sin shall now be turned towards holiness, shall now be made into his temple and shall now be the seat of his power. When we are obedient, when we are aligned to him, when we are willing to give him that position in our life, that when he directs it, then the true image and likeness of God is reflected. Then the true abundance that Jesus came to give is added unto it. He said, all these things shall be added unto you. When we are willing to come under that kingdom, to come under that governance, we thank you, Lord, that you are doing that new thing in our life every single day. And despite all the times we fail, despite all the times we keep hurting you, despite all the times we keep exercising our will and pushing you, Holy Spirit, to the corner. Now we ask forgiveness for that, Lord. But despite all of that, you are not, never willing to give up on us. Always willing to make a fresh start as soon as we are willing to repent. We thank you, Lord, for your patience. We thank you for that unchangeable love that you have towards us. We thank you, Lord. And as we make our prayer and our reflection this morning, I cover and seal <clears throat> every word we speak and every prayer we make. And every person that is part of this prayer meeting, every member of every family that is part of this prayer group by the precious blood of Jesus. We put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with your will for each of these lives, Lord. I call the angel of the Lord to encamp about each of us to protect and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism, and any kind of natural disasters and spiritual attacks. I command that angelic protection and I declare divine exemption in the mighty and all-powerful name of Jesus. We also herald the power in our spoken word as we proclaim your word, Lord, from Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11, that says, As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is my word that goes out from my mouth this day. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. And I send it in faith in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the power of life on our tongue. And thank you for the discernment to choose life. Every time we speak. Thank you, Jesus. In John chapter 3, verses 14 and 15. Now, this was when Jesus was having a conversation with Nicodemus. And he told him, this was after he said to him, unless a man is born of water and the spirit, unless he is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of heaven. And as part of that conversation here, and this is before, so it was after he said that and before he said, for God so loved the world, that famous scripture in the Bible, John 3.16, God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Just a couple of verses before that, he said, and it didn't seem to fit with the rest of the passage there. It was like a random remark. He said, as Moses lifted up the bronze snake on a pole in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up so that everyone who believes in him will have eternal life. 
And this scripture used to bother me thinking, why is Jesus comparing himself to a serpent? Like that's the worst comparison to make. When you look at the whole Bible, why would he compare himself only with that? The other comparison we've seen is a lamb. He is called the lamb of God that takes away the sin. So why here did he say this is the only place where he compared himself to the serpent? Most importantly, what did he mean by this? So that's what we're reflecting on today. What is this verse or these two verses all about? We know Jesus popularly as the lamb who takes away the sins. Right from the book of Genesis, the image of serpent has always been the image of sin. In Matthew 23, Jesus called the Pharisees a brood of vipers. In Revelation 12, he even called Satan that ancient serpent. So when you look through that, through those verses, and even the one in Genesis, the only connection that a serpent is ever given, and snakes are considered evil there because of this. The only connection a serpent has ever had with is sin. They're always viewed as evil. So why is Jesus comparing himself to evil then? And many of us have not thought of it this way. Is there a hidden mystery that was given during the time of Moses because he quoted Moses in this scripture. So is there a hidden mystery given during the time of Moses and is fulfilled through Jesus? That's what we're reflecting on in this. It's a two-part series, today and tomorrow. So today, let's look at the start now. Let's look at the story from the book of Numbers, chapter 21. That's where that reference to Moses lifting up the bronze snake was. And he talks about the people of Israel who actually were meant to have a, an 11-day journey towards the promised land. But because they murmured and complained, they didn't show faith when God really expected faith of them. After having seen miracles, they should have definitely demonstrated faith with the kind of miracles they have seen. They were impossible ones. And yet every time there was a calamity, they complained. And God instead of having that journey completed in 11 days, was forced to keep them in the wilderness for 40 years so that they keep on learning, the first thing. And second thing is that whole generation that did not believe and trust in him despite all what he did for them, that whole generation would die there in the wilderness. But now in this case, in the story of Numbers chapter 21, it was again one of those instances where the Israelites grumbled and complained at the Lord. And so God sent fiery or poisonous serpents. In some cases, the Bible calls them fiery serpents. Fiery serpents among the camp. And these serpents bit the people, the Israelites. Many even died as a result. And when they came to Moses because of what was happening there, he cried out to the Lord. But the Lord did not immediately take away the serpents. He did not hurry at that. He let them learn their lesson was one thing. And second thing was instead, he gave them another solution. Now, instead of taking the serpents away, he instructed Moses to make a serpent out of bronze and lift it on a high pole. 
and keep it in the middle of the campaign. He said, whoever looks on or whoever beholds this serpent would be healed. So if they were bitten by the poisonous snake and they came and looked at the serpent, the poison wouldn't affect them, they would be healed. So there are two things here to note now. The first thing is intercession is powerful. Your entire family could be unbelieving and complaining people. And in this case here, he demonstrated that not just an entire family, an entire nation of people could be unbelieving, complaining, and sin-indulging people. And yet all it takes for God is just one man. One man is enough. When you say one man, now one person could be one man or one woman. One person is enough to stand in the gap. We saw that in the case of Abraham as well, who stood in the gap and negotiated with God over the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah. We see that in the case of Moses, we see it also in the case of Jesus. In the case of Jesus, he took it to the next level. Not just one family, not just one city, one nation, but for the whole world, he stood in the gap. That's the power given to each of us. That when we stand in that gap, we're able to turn God's wrath away. And he is ever willing to offer a solution of mercy. Just like he gave Moses the idea or the solution of the bronze serpent. But it was more than just that solution there and then. This is connected with the New Testament with Jesus now. And the second thing to see here is that if serpents were the cause, then what was God trying to show us by saying, look on the bronze serpent? Generally, now serpent, if you refer to serpent as sin, and if sin is the cause, if you look at more sin, it's actually more tempting. You can take a simple example of pornography. The more you look, the more that it is tempted, or for anything for that matter. The more we look at something, because that's one of the three top lusts. The lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, pride of life. The top three lusts. Right from Genesis, we've covered that in one of our other reflections. Actually, we covered it in our Friday Bible study last week. We saw it right from the case of Adam and Eve. And then in 2 Timothy as well, Paul talks about it. So it's there even today in our lives. It is still there. And here he's saying, look at that image of sin. And you will be healed. So what we will do tomorrow is we will conclude this year today because I do not want to break that comparison and that reflection. We will draw a comparison between Jesus and this serpent. Now the, the lamb is out of the picture for, for this reflection. But when you look at it closely, you will understand why he said that. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for an opening of our eyes to see the truth there. And to understand what you show us by your word and your ways. So that when you give us such options, such ways, that you call us to look on something, what you are really drawing us towards is our faith. That we do not look at the sin in our camp, that we do not look at the bites or the effects that that sin is having, the damage that it is causing on us. 
but we look on in faith to what you have asked us to look at. And in this case, Jesus said, so must the Son of Man be lifted up. So we look on his image. Then there is redemption from that sin and from its consequences more importantly. He said, everyone that looks on the bronze serpent will be healed. So Father, open our eyes to that truth so that when we understand it and look with faith, with that understanding in our hearts, then let your truth prevail over our lives and by that truth let us be set free. I ask for that edification in our spirit this day. And as we pray for spiritual edification, we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs, those of our families and our friends. We pray for all those that are we pray for all those that are battling all kinds of sickness and disease, that are hospitalized, will undergo any kind of procedures this day. We pray for all families that are facing division and separation of any kind. We pray, Lord, for all those that are battling all kinds of strongholds in their lives, especially that of prayerlessness, busyness, ignorance and poverty. We pray for all those that are battling all other personal challenges as well. We'd like we take a moment to raise up all our personal petitions, that of our family and friends too. And especially, Lord, we lift up our spiritual journey, our connection with you, and with your word. Father, we thank you that you have heard us, that you always hear us. And as we release our faith and our prayer, making this a prayer of agreement with each other in the spirit, we believe that we have received, Lord. We believe that this prayer is an answered prayer in the name of Jesus. I encourage all those that can pray in the spirit using the gift of tongues to unmute and join in. Those that are praying for that gift, release your tongue and your faith. Ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Let us now make our prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Kiyanda <laughs> Shandakanamia, the Ganamia, the Kadapaka, 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 the Kadap
Sada <laughs> Sunday, 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 Sunday,
Sandaka <laughs> Scripture that's been put on my heart this morning is from Philippians 2, verses 17 and 18. Even if, even if I am to be poured out, poured as a libation upon the sacrificial offering of your faith, I am glad and rejoice with you all. Likewise, you also should be glad and rejoice with me. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> we have a scripture shared in the chat. This is from John chapter 12, verse 31 and 32, quoted from the New Living Translation, where it says, The time for judging this world has come, when Satan, the ruler of this world, will be cast out. And when I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw everyone to myself. Amen, Lord. And the second scripture is from Ephesians 2 verses 8 and 9, quoted from the NIV, where it is written, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. If you are being blessed by these morning encounters, Brother Savio's powerful reflections, daily reflections are divine mercy and rosary sessions as well as the Friday Bible study sessions. Please share those with friends and family. Invite them to come join us during live sessions or they can join us uh, or they can listen to the recordings. You can also invite them to join us on the Telegram group so they can post their prayer requests there. Also a reminder about our Bible study session tomorrow. This is the concluding part. The fourth part in our series on the divine trifecta, heaven, earth, and man. In this part, we shall learn about God's vision for man as a kingdom citizen. And are we living that life? We shall post links to Zoom and YouTube along with the description of this and different time zones in our Telegram group as well as other platforms. 
Yes, please share those with friends and family. Invite them to come and join us tomorrow evening. And let the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and His favor that comes out of His jealous love for us chases and overtakes us. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, let us in turn go out and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for His glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful day ahead, everyone. Thank you, Russell. God bless everyone.